Hello. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. How are you? Glad to be on with you again. Let's get this party started. We're jumping in on what is today, the 21st, number 21. Oh, yeah, no kidding. It's the 21st. Today, everyone, today, everyone, is the 21st of December, which is the shortest day of the year. This is the winter equinox. <sighs> and tonight is the potential for the Christmas star. Shortly after the sun sets today on the shortest day of the year, you might be able to see the Christmas star, which is a convergence of two planets, Saturn and some other planet, which I can't think of, Jupiter are coming together, and they're going to make the Christmas star again. This is the first time that it's happened in 800 and some odd years. The last time was back in 12-something. So, praise the Lord. That's about as funny as I could possibly sound. But, anyway, yeah, the uh, Christmas star is going to be showing up tonight on the shortest day of the year, which is just... Uh, I have come to the conclusion that I like sunlight, warmth, and green grass and all that good stuff but alas it's still pretty with the white out and all that fun stuff so but uh yep shortest day of the year it's first official day of winter it's like i'm like wintered out already and we just finished up with fall but uh today's the first official day of winter and we got a couple of more months until spring i'm the guy who likes to fast forward through winter I understand it's a necessity somehow. Other places don't participate in winter. Like Florida, for instance. They don't participate in winter, but they don't have mountains, and that's the problem I have. It's the trade-off that I take. The mountains for the lack of winter. Yeah, Sarah really likes the mountains. I like them too. It just breaks up the monotony of flat. I still like Florida. It was a nice place to live. But praise the Lord. Here we are. So today's the first official day of winter, the shortest day of the year. But on the bright side is that it's all uphill from here. We're moving further, higher, faster. Each day will get progressively longer. The chickens will lay even more eggs again. We've been fooling them with some fake lights, and it works out because they keep laying eggs. But uh, when the days get longer, they end up laying even more. So I'm excited. I like eggs. They're delicious. <laughs> anyway, anyway, now that all the fun stuff's out of the way, you can fast forward through that as you're watching. Just get to the point to where I'm not laughing, and you'll know that that's where I'm, I'm probably talking at. So uh, where are you watching from? Uh, share this with somebody. They're good. They're always good, so share it with somebody. Because the Lord is good, the Word is good, and uh, it reaches out to people. So just trust that it's going to be good. Even if you're moving it in faith, it's going to be good. Go ahead and uh, share it with somebody. Give it a like. Give it a thumbs up. Uh, share it with many people. Tag somebody. Do whatever it is you got to do to help me get the videos out even, even more. Um, also, if you're on YouTube, you do the like, share, subscribe. Hit the like button. It helps us out. doesn't cost you anything other than you to go, uh, and uh, like, share, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Ding! That way you know 
when we're doing videos because even after the advent's done uh we're going to keep doing videos discussing various topics and things you know what uh here's something here that just came to me sarah don't know about this uh reach out to us and tell us some things that you want to know more about and if we get enough people together on different things i'll i'll touch on different topics i mean otherwise i'm going to be teaching anyhow anyway so uh, go ahead, reach out to us. All the info will pop up over here. And uh, tell us some things that you want to know more about, what questions you have, uh, things of that nature. I mean, even like wild questions, like who were the Nephilim and everything like that, because I, uh, can, I can definitely find some info and everything on that. Uh, if it's something that I'm not going to be able to teach on too long because of limited information, or it's just a ridiculous question, uh, I won't touch on it. If it's something that I can just answer personally to you, then I'll answer it personally to you. But, yeah, um, reach out to us and let me know the, the different things that you you might want to learn. Um, obviously, I, I preach faith a lot and how to walk out things in faith and, and do things like that. So those would be some of the topics that I'll be touching on. But if there's anything specific that you wanted to know more about, then uh, by all means reach out to us. I'd be... Uh, more than happy to touch on those subjects so yeah let's do that that's on that sounds like a fun thing and uh, it gets you to participate this is one of the things I like is the uh, where you all interact and participate with us uh, eventually here within these next couple of days where the internet here at the office is going to be much much faster and we're also going to be able to get it all the way up to the house so I'm excited for that and uh We'll, it'll give us the capability to start doing lives. There's some other things I want to get in place. That way we can start doing lives and engage you all uh, individually. So that's uh, I'm excited for that coming. That'll probably be after the first of the year that um, everything is uh, in place and, and ready, ready to rock and roll. Uh, we used to do lives before, but you know, as with anything, I like to do it uh, increasingly and with more excellence. So. That's one of the reasons why we've been uh, recording them and doing them this way so that they, the production quality is a little better. But as with anything, there's always room for improvement, and I like to improve on things. All right, praise the Lord. Today, today on the 21st, we're talking fishes and loaves and Jesus performing miracles. So that's what we're going to be hitting today. We're going to be in Matthew chapter, what, 14, verses 15 through 21. So 14... 15 through 21 in Matthew. All right. So jump on to that. Turn to those pages in your Bible. Again, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. I've been doing the Passion uh, for this whole thing because all these teachings are coming out of the four Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right. So go ahead and get there. I'm already there because I was ahead of the game. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your people's ears and hearts are open to hear and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Matthew 14, starting in verse 15. Double check. Correct. Yes. Right. I lost my place. Where is it at? Yep, 15. Later that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus and said, it's going to be dark soon, and the people are hungry. But there's nothing to eat here in this desolate place. You should send the crowds away to nearby villages. 
to buy themselves some food. They don't need to leave, Jesus responded. You can give them something to eat. They answered, but all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. Let me have them, Jesus replied. Then he had everyone sit down on the grass as he took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up into heaven, gave thanks to God, and broke the bread into pieces. He then gave it to his disciples, who in turn gave it to the crowds. And everyone ate until they were satisfied, for their food was multiplied in front of their eyes. They picked up the leftovers and filled up twelve baskets full. There were about 5,000 men who were fed, in addition to many women and children. All right. So, this is what we got going on here. Jesus performing miracles. Now, the whole time he was doing ministry, he was doing miracles. I would venture to say that it was probably a daily thing that some type of miracles were happening. Uh, you actually can read, I think it's at the end of John, that... Uh, he says that if you wrote out all the things that Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough books to fill them. So what you read about in the Bible, all the miracles and everything that you read about in the Bible are just probably scratching the surface of everything that Jesus did back then. Now, that was back then. Is he still doing miracles now? Yes. Just the, the simplicity of salvation is showing that Jesus is still doing miracles the miracle of salvation is probably one of the best that you ever witnessed to actually see someone's spirit man be renewed but there's even it's like it's like the infomercials you see but wait there's more because that's the way it is with christianity but wait there's more and there is that the jesus is still doing miracles miracle like creative miracles like this is a creative miracle and you know, he's still doing miracles that, that are healing people's bodies all over the place. At any given time, it's happening. You don't hear about it. Maybe every once in a while you might hear something that was miraculous in, in the news or whatever. But a lot of times it doesn't get reported on and people don't know. And it, it's sad. That's why I'm a big proponent and lover of testimonies. I love hearing people's testimonies of what the Lord did in their lives. Whether it's something that you think isn't really that special, I mean, if it was done for you, it's special. And it's like, oh, well, you know, he just did this, that, and he, yeah, maybe you were delivered from something. Maybe you were healed, and, but you need to tell people that. Maybe you had an encounter with the Lord. Whatever it may be, tell people that. That's a testimony. Testimonies actually help people. Testimonies bring destruction to the uh, kingdom of the devil. Every foul, wicked thing that he's got out there blatantly out in the front. And people are afraid to tell their testimonies. Well, people might think I'm weird. It's like, it's not about you. Your testimony is about what the Lord did for you. It's about him. And when you're like, oh, I think people might think I'm stupid. It doesn't matter. The Lord did that work in your life. I'm telling you right now, just the fact that you're a Christian, people already think you're weird. You're peculiar. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you, you have to be a, a strange, flaky, weird person that's like waving things out of the air and uh, we got to get the devils out of the air. And, and you don't have to be weird. You can still be very normal. I mean, you've watched these videos. Uh, I've, I, eh, For the most part, I feel like I've been pretty normal. 
and uh, you don't have to be ultra flaky to experience and do the things of God. You read about what Jesus said and did. He wasn't weird or flaky. He engaged people. So you, you don't have to be weird like that. He, he didn't hold up the, these uh, bread and fish and like, Lord, and, and make a, a big ordeal about it or anything. How does it say that he did it? Jesus replied. Then he had everyone sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and two fish, looked up into heaven, gave thanks to God, and broke the bread in pieces. He then gave it to his disciples, who in turn gave it to the crowds. It, 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 it was simple. How many times have you seen these videos, watched these videos, and I told you that the Bible was simple, the gospel was simple, the things of God are actually simple. It doesn't have to be long drawn out. I've seen somebody one time with flags. Look, if you want to praise the Lord by waving flags, that's awesome. I mean, have at it. But this person, and I'll leave it as a person. You, you figure male, female, or whatever. There's only two, so it's like a 50-50 shot on you getting it right. Anyway, this person was telling somebody else how you have to wave the flags in order to cut through the powers and principalities in heavenly places and bring them down. Like, and I, I watched this happen. I, it wasn't during a service. It was after and everything. And she had these flags, and you could hear them, like, whipping through the air. You could, And she was, like, ninja sword chopping through the air in a very specific pattern of how she was moving her arms. Oops, I just gave it away. I said she. Anyhow, so I told you, you had a 50-50 shot, and there was probably a 60-40 on whether I was going to say it. But, and she's like, no, no, you have to do it like this, because that cuts through the powers and principalities that are in the air that's trying to interrupt the service, and I'm just watching. And I didn't say nothing, because it was really entertaining. And... And I, I, I was laughing, man. It was, uh, I, I, I mean, I held my composure there. Once I got out to the car, that was a whole other story. I was like, did you see that? <laughs> it, I was like, wait, wait what? <laughs> like, what do you do with that? Do you, like, an, an, put anointing oil on the, the edge of the flag so that, like, really slices, dices, stirs, and fries? I mean, I don't know where that came from. I, I just remember that was... Uh, uh, I found that really funny. It's like, right, right. You, that's that, that's really doing something. Look, your prayers are powerful. Uh, I'm not even going to get started. It, what it was doing, it, and this is where religion makes people stupid, is it taking something that's simple and making it complex. You can pray. Elijah called fire down from heaven with like a 20-second prayer. After he rebuilt the altar and did everything like that, he called fire from heaven with a 20-second prayer, and it was really simple. Just right along the lines of, Lord, you're God. Let your people know I help, I, I'm with you. I speak for you. Thank you for fire calling heaven. And fire fell. So, I mean, it, he didn't have flags that he was just whipping and flailing through the air and, and everything. Anyhow, praise the Lord. Uh, there was your, your comical humor section there. The, the, what I was going for is that it, it's simple things. 
It's simple things that work in the kingdom of God. What Jesus did was simple. Now, there's things where he spent time with the Lord. He prayed. He knew the word in and out. And the word for them was Old Testament. That's why I, I do I use the Old Testament a lot. But pardon me. He uh, spent time with the Lord in prayer. Spent time in the word, obviously. Had relationship with the disciples. He did all these things, and that's what caused the simplicity of things to happen when it needed to happen. It says he gave thanks, broke the bread, and passed it out. And what happened? Everyone ate. Everyone ate until they were satisfied, for the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. They picked up the leftovers and filled up twelve baskets full. There were about 5,000 men who were fed in addition to many women and children. And I like that it puts that in there, in addition to many women and children. Because it, it's a miracle enough in itself just to feed 5,000. If it was 5,000 people straight up, that's still amazing. But it's actually more. 5,000 men. Now, we'll, we'll venture to say each one of those men were married. And that's probably not the case. So now you're up to 10,000. Because each one would have a wife. And then we'll say that they each had one child. What's that put you up to? 15,000. And chances are, they didn't just have one. They probably had two. So they put you 20,000 people. Easy. And then you can take off and uh, adjust for some might not have been married. Da, 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 da. But they had bigger families. I'm just saying. It was probably fifteen to 20,000 people. Easy. That Jesus fed from five loaves of bread and two fish. That the boy gave up. And it, this... It doesn't mention that here in the uh, Gospel of Mark where they, they got the fish from. But you can read it. I think it's in Luke. Or this is Matthew, sorry. Yeah, it's either Mark or Luke. I, I, I'm not sure. But it, it mentions that they got the, the fish from a boy. And it, it says there at the end that they, they filled up 12 baskets full. Some people believe that each disciple ended up getting a basket full of bread and fish. But I would venture to say no. Because the boy is the one who had the uh, five loaves and two fish that he gave up. I would say that the boy was probably the one that received the basket full. Can I prove it? No. You can't prove that it was the disciples who got it either. It just so happens that it was 12 baskets full. Okay. Now, and the reason I say it was the boy is because the boy gave it up. He was the one that sewed into the the ministry of Jesus by giving that food up. And the Lord is the one who returns to the people who give. So I would say they probably went back to the boy who then turned and in turn took it back to his family and were able to sell all the five loaves and the fish because it wasn't like they were getting scraps. These were just leftovers, not like untouched things. And he was able to probably sell it at market and, and the Lord returned on it and blessed them because he gave it up for the, the ministry of Jesus. Now, I like in the beginning here where it says, Later that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus. It's going to be dark, and the people are hungry. There's nothing to eat in this desolate place. Send the crowds away to a nearby village to buy themselves some food. Some food. It was kind of like when you were a kid, and your friends were over the house, and it was getting close to dinner time, and your mother came up to you and was like, Look, you need to tell your friends to go home. We're fixing on eating some dinner. You know, and Because your mom didn't make enough food or didn't want to make enough food to feed all your little friends, too. She's like, you need to send them away because I don't feel like feeding them. You know, it's like, it's my food. 
So it was kind of like, yeah, that's what the disciples are doing. Like, look, you need to get rid of these people. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with the bill on having to feed them. Jesus is like, no, it's okay. We'll feed them. How many times did the disciples look at Jesus and go, this man's crazy? But how, like, how long did it take for them to go, yeah, whatever, it's just going to work? <laughs> like, this is clearly one of those times where, like, I don't know how you're going to do it. And then Jesus came and he said, oh, thank you, Lord, for the food. Here, 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 here. How long did it take to get it out to 5,000 people five or 20,000 people? See, these are the fun things that I, I think about with uh, when I'm reading the Bible. Like, how did, how did they distribute it out to them? Because uh, some portions of the Bible, it's, uh, there's always a plan in how things work. And it says they set them down in groups of 50. So they probably took them out in each groups of 50 and, and were able to feed it that way. There was, there was always some type of plan that was getting worked. But you read this and you think, well, that was great. That happened then. No, these kind of things actually still happen now. Um, I know of a minister who preached in a, a big city and they were giving away groceries and they ordered a, a truckload of groceries and they were handing it out to people. They told them the groceries are there. They didn't put a specific amount on. But you know how things are. You only have so much. And he had the people that he had in charge of handing out the groceries were like accountants, people that knew numbers and wouldn't mix up counts and everything. They knew exactly how many they had, and they could see how many people were in line, and they knew that what they had in the truck was not going to meet the needs of what was in line. But they just kept handing out the bags anyway, handing out bag after bag. And don't you know that they handed out all the bags of food and had some left over when they knew. And it, you're going to write it off and be like, no, they just didn't, they miscounted the people. No, they knew exactly how many people they had. And they knew exactly how many bags of food they had. It didn't add up. There wasn't going to be enough. But they just prayed. They thanked the Lord. And he multiplied what they had, and they ended up having some left over, kind of like the Bible says. See, God's not a God who is just one who meets the needs. Jesus doesn't just meet the need. He does. He meets the need and then goes above the need. That's the. It's just the nature of who he is. He's, he's always the exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or imagine. That's what the Bible says. You have to view that God not only wants to meet your needs, but he'll do that and exceed what's needed. This is what causes you to be able to go to him and thank, thank him for it. Now, I'm telling you this, but it doesn't lend a, a pathway of laziness. It doesn't mean you just be lazy and the Lord's just going to take care of you like a welfare system or something. No, not the case. He blesses the work of your hands. The Bible says that he... He's the one who gives you the power to create wealth. If he gives you the power to create wealth, then he's the one that's blessing what you're doing. He blesses the work of your hands, not the seed of your pants. So you can't sit there and be like, well, the Lord hasn't ever taken care of me, and you've done nothing. Okay, If you're useless, then you're useless. You need to not be useless. You need to be useful. And then that's what the Lord is actually able to bless and bring increase on and give you wisdom and show you pathways on how to do things to increase it all the more. And that's something that, uh, that we had to learn, I had to learn, and then we had to learn as a family and as the ministry. 
and the Lord keeps bringing things and opening up new opportunities and new doors. And sometimes it looks like for us where it's like, all right, we're at the end of the rope. But see, there's never an end of the rope with the Lord. He always finds and makes another way. It takes diligence to follow up on it. And sometimes I'm telling you, I've missed the mark on things and haven't been as diligent. And it's just like, whoa. And then you got to ask the Lord for mercy. And you know what? He's still merciful. And he, he gets you through things. He gets you out of things. But with God, He does things in excess. He, he loves to do things in excess. If you don't believe me that the Lord loves to do things in excess, go outside. Go outside and, and just look around. Wait till it's dark and go outside and look up at the stars and tell me that God doesn't do things in excess. He put things millions and millions of light years away that you can never travel the expanse of the universe without dying probably a couple times over. And so you can't tell me that God's not the God of more than enough. He owns all the silver and all the gold and all the world. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. This is all Bible. He says that you shall not lack. You shall not be in want. So the, one of the reasons I like this is, is because it is the Christmas season. It is a, a time where for a lot of people, uh, you get stressed out and, and what you're going to be able to do, how you're going to be able to provide, what's going to, uh, uh, need to get gifts, do, do that, do that, relax, calm down. The Lord has it. Your problem is not a big deal to Him. See, God doesn't sit in heaven when you're doing the all freak out. And going, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my goodness, they're believing so big. How am I going to get this? Uh, get this to them. How am I going to take care of them? Uh, what is it? Uh, you know what? Okay, here's what we got to do. Um, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, grab grab one of the pearly gates. Um, go and and hawk at at the pawn shop because we we need to get one of those pearly gates sold. I got to be able to meet their needs. And um, you know what? Take uh, three layers, three layers off of the walls of the gemstones of heaven here. And let's go, and we got to sell at least three layers, all the way around, all the way around, yeah. And uh, that way that way we can get to taken care of and, and be able to meet my people's needs. These people are crazy. They're dependent on me for too much. <gasps> you think that that's what God's doing in heaven? No, he's up there like, <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, you have little faith, like Jesus said. There, you know what irritated Jesus? People's lack of faith and trust in the Lord when the Lord has got a whole entire book filled with all the promises and things that he says he'll do for his people he took five loaves and two fish and multiplied it like that like it was nothing created it out of nothing it's your problems are not too big for him he can handle it you know what he's been solving problems for a long time the very earth that you walk on yeah he spoke that into existence what you got going on not too much for him you know what you do you stay in faith you might be at the last hour when something needs to happen you don't see anything other than faith you don't speak out anything other than faith because I don't know how many people at the last hour and go, well, I just it ain't going to work. And then they don't ever get the result because they said something stupid. 
when at the last hour there was an angel flying in with the solution and everything that they had. And I can back that up with Bible, by the way, too. So don't think I'm just trying to spitball you. There comes an angel at the last minute, all fought up and everything with the answer to your prayer, right in the nick of time, at the very last moment. And then you said something stupid. And the Lord's like, no, forget it. They got what they said. It's too bad. It was right there. Oh, well. That's what their faith said. That's what they get. you got to realize and understand your words have power. And Jesus operated with the disciples not even seeing and realizing. So this miracle happened off of his faith. The disciples were just obedient to listen because it wasn't initially their faith that said it. It was his that worked it alone. Sometime it might be you working a vision alone. And then other people will come as they see it coming and working out and they'll help you out with it. They might not have had anything to do with it other than help you distribute it or do whatever. Why? Because you worked it out in faith. God is the God who responds to faith, not whining, complaining. That The Bible says that actually irritates him, that he hates complaining. He responds to faith. He doesn't respond, why is this happening to me? No. You can cry out, but you better end it in some victory when you're talking to him, knowing that he's the one that's able to get it done. He's the one that's able to do it. He's the one that, that saved you. He's the one that washed away all of your sins. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're that, that person that, that has never known Jesus, and that's fine. Today's the first day that you can get to know him. Maybe you, you've known him in the past, and you, you've fallen away from him because you, you gave up, and that's fine. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe you're the, the other person who was going along. You were following the Lord. And boom, hell just came against you. And you lost a loved one. You lost a job. For a lot of people, that's been happening. And... It's just like the onslaught that was against you. You don't even know if you're saved anymore. Today is the day to know that you know that you know that you are. Today is the day and a first step in new beginnings. And I'm not just saying this because, yeah, it's the end of the year and it's the time to, this year is going to be my best year. Every year is your best year. Every year is better than the last. In Jesus' name. Maybe this will be the first time for you to start believing that. Then believe it and walk it and walk it and walk it. And you know what? Join us. I'll walk it with you. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray. If you meet any one of those three categories, pray with me right now. You're going to pray from your heart with your mouth out loud, and I'll even give you what to say. You say it from your heart, but you speak it out with your mouth. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Forgive me of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
give me a passion for the lost and a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. And I am on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And just like that, welcome to the family. Just like that, everything that you've ever done wrong in life has just vanished away. I don't care what the wickedness was. The, the, the Bible says that God puts it in the sea of forgetfulness. He no longer remembers it. And that's pretty awesome. It's not that he's absent-minded. He chooses to not remember it anymore. It's like Jesus showed up and said, that price has been paid. Hallelujah. And you've come into a new kingdom. You've come into a new family. Welcome to the family. I love you, and I'm glad you're part of it. Here's what I want you to do. Reach out to us, because I want to send you this. Let me know that you just got saved. You just recommitted. You just acknowledged that, yeah, I am saved. Reach out. I want to send you this. It's a Bible. It says right there, how to, how to find God. It's a New Testament, and it's a New Living Translation. This is to whet your appetite for the Lord. It goes through there. It's got instructions right there in the beginning about how to do all different aspects of life. That particular page I open to is marriage, studying the Bible. What else we got here? I'll just reach out here. Looking for the right church, obeying God, having courage in trials. Let me see. Conversation, relationships, responsibility. Then it has big questions. What the Bible has to say about some of life's troubling issues. Bible believing, backsliding. Jesus Christ, the only way to God. Other religions as good as Christianity. I mean, these are good, good questions in here. And it goes through and it answers those questions and it points you where to find things in the Bible. And not to mention it's all the New Testament too. So it's actually a really great resource to get started with and that's why I want to send it to you. Another way is to keep tuning into these videos. We we preach, we teach, we do all of it on here. And uh, so the, these are good resources to use to help increase and grow your faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I preach out of the Word of God to help increase and build up your faith. So that you can trust the Lord and walk things out on your own. It's one thing to be in an area where there's ministering going on and being in the presence of the Lord like that. It's a whole other thing to be able to get into that presence on your own and to talk to the Lord on your own. And this is one of the ways that you can learn by tuning in. Okay? So keep doing that. Keep joining us. Keep tuning in. Um, another way that uh, you can be a part of what we're doing here. You, you, if you want to give into what we're doing and continuing to produce these videos, continuing to be able to, to get the word out to people, to bless people, you can sow into what we're doing here. This is what I ask you to do. It's very simple. And it's all you depending on and trusting in the Lord. It's one of the ways you can work out your faith is in your giving. So you ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do? Give that, that only. No more and no less. Do what He tells you to do. It's simple. Just that simple. No matter what He tells you to do, just do it. That's how I approach our giving. And our giving on top of the tithe. Since I just do what the Lord tells me to do, give that no more, no less. 
And then he takes care of it, and he blesses us on top of it. Everything that, that we, we've done thus far has come from the fact of, of giving. And he's opening up new opportunities in other areas for us too. So I'm excited for it. So think about what the Lord would have you do. Ask him and do that. It's really that simple. And for your giving, I'm going to send you a book by Jonathan Shuttlesworth, uh, Dominion Over Sickness and Disease. It's, it's a good book. It's one of the things that as a Christian, you're going to encounter sickness and disease, either in your own life or somebody else's life, or maybe somebody stranger that you'll meet and share the gospel with them, and you'll be able to set them free right there in that moment because Jesus is still in the healing business. And you have dominion and authority over sickness and disease. And this Bible, or as I was, this book, will help build your faith on that, and it will actually point you to the Bible. Amen? So it's an amazing book. That's my gift to you for uh, what you have given to us. Um, so there you are. That's what I have for you today. Let's see. Making sure. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what I have. All right, everybody. I love you. Thank you so much for for joining us. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Jeremy Puckett from Fire Now Ministries. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Fire Now Ministries is an evangelistic outreach ministry, and we're based in Pennsylvania. We're constantly looking for ways to reach to the communities and spread the love of Christ. We just want to thank you for listening. Please take a moment and share this with others. Sharing helps. If you find yourself touched by this message, I want you to consider sowing a seed into this ground and join with us and help us in getting the gospel out. All the links are going to be in the description box, for, but for a simple way, PayPal me slash fire now. All gifts are tax-deductible, 501c3, and I'll see you soon. Bye.